Welcome to the Holistic Business Podcast, where healers, makers, mystics, and other weirdos who don't quite fit the mold learn how to grow businesses that sustain them and their communities without working all the damn time or feeling like they're selling out. I'm your host, Sarah M. Chapel, and as the founder of the Holistic Business Academy, I've helped thousands of small business owners just like you to grow supportive, holistic businesses. Now, it's your turn. Last week was the third anniversary of the Holistic Business Academy membership. In three years, we've had almost 1,000 members wild, generated hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue, and helped countless small business owners to change their lives. HBA emerged out of a time of crisis for me. In August 2019, I had taken my first proper vacation since starting my business, and as a result, my revenue crashed. Anyone familiar with this? Uh, The business could not sustain itself without my active presence, and I knew something had to change um, if I were to keep going. The idea for HBA had been in my mind for a while, I had already purchased the URL, and I knew I wanted to do something that shared my sales and marketing experience with a wider audience. Shortly after I got back from that vacation, I actually injured my dominant hand and had to have emergency hand surgery. Um, At the time, I was making most of my money reading and teaching tarot, as well as making herbal products. And uh, well, those were both hard with one usable hand. The financial and physical challenges pushed me to launch the Holistic Business Academy. I made the website with my left hand, I posted a bit on social media, and had over 40 founding members in just a couple of days. While I was successfully working full-time in my business before, it was the first time that my ideas and the needs of the market synced to create the momentum that moved me from sustenance to abundance. The past three years have been a challenging and rewarding experience, as most things worth doing are. And I've certainly learned a lot along the way about memberships and online education and people. So I wanted to share a bit of what I've learned. Maybe it will help you to finally do the thing that you've been dreaming of, to put it out there, to create the opportunity for momentum in your business. I don't know if these are the most important lessons from three years of HBA, but they are the ones that are on my mind. So the first one is don't be afraid to change. An unexpected side effect of having something be successful was how much the fear of losing that success started to infiltrate my thought processes. Instead of seeing this as a proof of my abilities, I grasped at HBA as if it were the one and only time that I would ever do something that was good and made money. The reality that I have several other products, including the launch incubator and private coaching that had also been successful was not a factor. My brain clung to the membership like a life raft. The result, a fear of not only losing the membership, but a fear of changing and involving it and somehow, you know, fucking it up. If I had to pick one major mistake and thus a major lesson, it is this. While there is something to be said for the if it ain't broke, don't fix it adage, in the online business space, the market shifts rapidly, and any talented entrepreneur, a group I will tentatively include myself in, can intuitively feel when the market is shifting. While it is not required to respond to every market shift, failing to respond will naturally lead to a loss of market share. And when I started the membership three years ago, it stood out. While there were plenty of online business programs, there were not a lot that actually merged strategy and intuition that worked with people who wanted this holistic and spiritually and values-minded perspective. Now I can think of literally dozens of programs off the top of my head, several of them by former clients that operate in a similar space. The market has changed. 
As a visionary, it's my job to see the next steps and move towards them. The fury of losing what I had, however, has made that hard. When I'm honest with myself, I know that I waited too long to make the changes that are coming to HBA. And that's okay. Where we're going is still needed and is still ahead of the curve, but we could be there already. The lesson then is that it's hard to keep innovating if you are also maintaining. There is a trade-off. Ultimately, I think innovation is more interesting to me. And I wish I hadn't fallen prey to my fears and had continued to trust the intuition that led me to create HBA in the first place. That said, HBA 3.0 will be coming in 2023, and the last chance to join the membership at the current price will be in early November. So you can go ahead and get on the waitlist at holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash waitlist to be sure that you snag a membership before our price increase. So the second thing, not unrelated, is that coaching is not therapy. (laughs) Okay, on the surface, yes, this is a simple statement, but y'all, entrepreneurs do not understand this. Coaching has its advantages. It is future-oriented, meaning that it does not require a deep understanding of the past in order to create change, and it is unregulated, which means that anyone can do it. It also has its disadvantages. It is future-oriented, meaning that it does not require a deep understanding of the past in order to create change, and it is unregulated, which means anyone can do it. (laughs) This is first a lesson for me as a coach. For the first year of HBA, we had a lot of members who really needed therapy and were trying to use HBA coaching as a replacement. Often this is an access issue. A month of HBA costs far less than a single session with a therapist. But there is also a conflation of roles, a belief that coaching should be able to fix you, much the way people approach therapy. But in reality, coaching is about action taking and maximizing fulfillment. Therapy, on the other hand, is about reconciling with and healing the past. The challenge becomes very obvious when folks come to coaching seeking to be fixed, trying to recreate the hierarchy of therapy inside a coaching model. Coaching should be more collaborative. Clients are experts in their own right. But I routinely saw folks come to the HBA space seeking absolution and repair, things a coach cannot provide. Over time, this shifted as my own boundaries became more clear. I became more willing to remove people from the program, to consistently refer out, and to ruthlessly moderate the community space. Because I was doing the same thing. I had been going to coaches when I needed therapy. I started intensive therapy about nine months after the launch of HBA, largely due to the emotional dysregulation I was feeling with so many clients. It takes a toll for people to blame you personally for their problems, or to tell you that you're a bad person for adhering to a publicly stated policy, or to provide mean-spirited feedback so they can flex their control in an unjust world. My own maladaptive behaviors made it hard to show up in service, and I found myself constantly bracing against the next thing that would push me into panic. I want to be clear, this is a me problem. (laughs) It was up to me to have these boundaries. I'm not blaming our clients. But this is why I needed therapy. I think most entrepreneurs I see who have a big success do too. The maintenance pressure, the customer support, and the visibility is a perfect storm to activate all of the parts of you that you were able to suppress while you were striving. When you get what you want and you have to actually live in that reality, all sorts of fun things about yourself will emerge. So coaching is great, but it is not therapy. And it was very important for me as a group coach to clarify my scope of practice. And it was extremely important for me to get therapy to address a variety of debilitating issues so I could do my job. It's worth noting that this relates to lesson one, don't be afraid of change. It was essentially impossible to imagine innovating when I was having regular panic attacks. 
My final core lesson is to charge more. (laughs) One of the only real mistakes I made besides not changing to meet the evolving market was not charging enough for the beta and then not raising prices fast enough. I believed that offering the level of access and support that HBA has at such a low price would be a no-brainer. And I failed to realize that clients purchasing at that price rarely had the marketplace experience to realize that comparable programs were running for hundreds of dollars a month or several thousand dollars up front. I have literally been in multiple five-figure programs with less access to the CEO than folks get in HBA. The hook of a low rate then, it only works in context, and it set me up for some real challenges for growth and community building. Your pricing is a communication, and it is a communication about what kinds of problems your program solves and for how much you value your labor. It reminds me of a time when I ran a workshop for like, I don't know, 97 or $99, and someone turned around, used what I taught, and made $10,000 in a couple of days. Of course, I was very happy for that person and extremely pleased that the tools were so effective but it was a bit of a shock and helped me to realize how much I undervalue my own time and ideas. I know that some of y'all will disagree with my take on this in the name of the ever-elusive financial accessibility that we put on individuals instead of organizing to fight for systemic change, and that's fine. My program includes live human labor, it's not fully scalable, it's not a book or a digital download, it's actually not Netflix, uh, and the price for my time and the time of my team is high. I am no longer willing to engage in bad faith arguments on this topic, and if I'm honest, that was a huge reason why I underpriced HBA. I'm allowed to make money, I am allowed to survive, and so are you. And look, telling folks they should charge less is about the least radical stance you can take. Undervaluing labor is literally a conservative economic aim. And the reality is that lower cost membership offers require almost the same amount of labor when there are 50 members and 350 members. And if your price is too low, you will not be properly compensated for it until you reach a lot, a lot, a lot of members, at which point you are probably burnt out and dead in a ditch. So while I'm grateful, of course, for everyone who's been a part of HBA, um, with three years of data, I'm ready to conclude that the low price, especially in the first two years, encouraged people who were not the ideal client to join. This has an impact on our churn, um, and acquiring those clients costs time and money. And when they leave quickly because they realize they don't want to run a business, for example, it creates an imbalance in the effort to revenue ratio, and it also has an impact on the community itself and its ability to provide value. Pricing will always depend on who your ideal client is and what the market will bear, but I can look back and say that cheaper is not always better, and that we attracted a lot of members who really were not a good fit. The primary promise of HBA is coaching and feedback, but at the lower price, we found more folks joining who were interested in content consumption or frankly, a space to vent. Honestly, like with all enemies, like all love in my heart, like watch some YouTube, post on Twitter, like you'll get what you need if that's where you are in your business journey. HBA and programs like it are here to help people take action, but that was not reflected in the price. All the price reflected was my lack of boundaries and desire to people please at all costs, which brings us back to the therapy. (laughs) Just one more piece here. The low price made it harder for me to justify making improvements. I have, uh, and I'm about to do a full revamp again, but the return on investment for changes was low compared to other activities I can do in the business. It's hard to put hours into rewriting core content or creating a workshop when I can spin up a new program, price it higher, and generate more revenue immediately. Or uh, to put the majority of my efforts into sales, which is what I did for most of 2021. 
the incentive is not there. And as a small business and someone who is sick a lot and mentally ill, I'm always looking for the most bang for my limited energy buck. This is the kind of effort revenue math that uh, folks pretend they aren't doing, but they always are. So I'm just going to say the quiet part out loud. Many people running low cost programs at scale are not paying attention and do not care about improving them. And there is probably a version of the HBA membership where it can just chug along with minor maintenance at the current price point. But as I discussed in episode 209, uh, where we talked about small business degrowth, it turns out that makes me pretty miserable. (laughs) So I need the revenue ROI of HBA to match the effort I want to put in. And that means raising the price. This will, of course, also benefit our customers as well, because I'll be able to focus more on the membership and less on selling all the time. So try new things, go to therapy, raise your prices. (laughs) A few tips from a few years of the Holistic Business Academy. And if you want to be part of HBA 3.0, go ahead and join the waitlist now. I'll be sharing more about our updates and expanded programming in the coming months, but November will be the last opportunity to secure your membership before the price increase. Uh, So head over to holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash waitlist, and we'll make sure to let you know when the doors are open. I will see you all next time. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Holistic Business Podcast. Learn more about growing your holistic business by visiting us at holisticbusinessacademy.com. We'll see you next time.